Hi, welcome to episode 33 of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz, and today I have my husband, Michael Seitz, as a guest. We're just going to share with you a little conversation that we were having today, Sunday afternoon. We're sitting by our pool and we were chatting about um, just, you know, interactions that we have. And today we're going to call this podcast Preparing for Presence. So thanks, honey, for being on here with me. No, thanks for uh, letting me come on again. I think uh, it was one of those moments where we realized we really needed to record this tonight because it was uh, kind of a paradigm shifting evening in terms of understanding each other and uh, excited to be here. Yeah, I think that sometimes you just have an aha moment and you're like, oh, like, I think I finally got it. And what we were talking about in preparing for presence is about how both of us are professionals mm -hmm. and we prepare ourselves when we go into a workplace. I, you know, I get dressed for work. I even have clients every once in a while say, especially like on a Friday, you know, why did you dress up? You know, because I'm, you know, because I generally yeah. do. And I said, because I, it's kind of just honoring that. I call it the sacred space, right? That is that workplace for me. That's the counseling room. And when I prepare my myself physically, like I do show up for those clients in a different way than if I just like went in my yoga pants and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it was casual for me. I'm there to really be present with my clients. And because I do that, there is that sacred space that shows up where we deeply connect to each other and deep healing happens. Mm -hmm. And you also prepare. Correct? Yeah. It's the same thing for me. Even, even, uh, during COVID, for example, I might be the only one in my office uh, but oftentimes I will get dressed up as if, as yes, if there's yeah. others, I'll, I'll, I'll put on my you know, sports coat, my button up, and I'll, I'll walk in as if I'm going into a professional meeting, uh, just so that I can be in the right headspace and, uh, in mind space to be effective. Um, and, uh, that preparation that goes in there, I think is oftentimes lost, uh, at home. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because the, the interaction, I think, that triggered this was, uh, you know, we were, as, in, as Summer had indicated, we were uh, by the pool. And in fact, at one point we were in the pool and, uh, and, and she's talking to me and you were talking to me It was a missed connection. And <laughs> I was watching the kids playing in the pool and I wasn't very attentive. I wasn't present with what she was saying. And she was talking about things that were deeply important to her. Uh, and you were, it was actually interesting when I looked over at you, um, there was this obvious dismay that I wasn't <laughs> present. And, uh, uh, yep. you know, to me, I wasn't thinking that I was being dismissive. I thought, oh, you know, I was enjoying the moment. I was being present with the situation. I was, I was enjoying being in this, you know, beautiful place, beautiful weather, watching my kids playing in the pool. And so the idea of not being present was completely counterfactual to what I was feeling internally. Uh, and, uh, it, but it would just, it was not a good interaction. <laughs> well, and, it, and it, I love that because it's exactly what happens with couples that I work with, like the missed cue, mm -hmm. right? Because your intention in no way was to be dismissive and you didn't think you were being dismissive. No, I didn't right? think I was. Yeah. And honestly, maybe you weren't, right? That's how I interpreted the information. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's exactly what happens. And so later on, once the emotion had passed and we're like, mm -hmm. whatever, we moved on, been married mm -hmm. 20 years, whatever, we let that <laughs> one go. But we were just chatting about it later and, and about how that how this happens, right? But yet yeah. we both of us have experienced deep, deep connection. And we're talking about how even with, you know, different people of the opposite sex at times, mm -hmm. we felt that deep connection and how easy it is to assume that um, 
you know, our spouse or, or, you know, our relationships just not cutting it because we're having these deep connective interactions Mm -hmm. elsewhere and not recognizing that we created that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, that's exactly what I felt uh, when we were talking about that, and it was it reminded me a lot of a lot of times of how, you know, when you're talking to somebody, especially somebody of the opposite sex, and uh, in a work environment uh, where you are, you have prepared for that meeting, or or you're you're having that deep conversation about uh, about something, and uh, oftentimes we mistake that connection for attraction. Uh, and, and actually, the reality is, is that space, that safe space that was created, that safe space where you're talking about something that's that's a deep topic that both of you were prepared to talk about, that creates that polarity, that creates that attachment. Um, and, you know, so the discussion kind of led to, you know, how can we create that more at home? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was interesting because uh, oftentimes you've told me, hey, you know, I wish you could court me more. I wish you could be more romantic. And he's actually pretty romantic. So. And yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I don't know any other guy that does as much as I do when it comes to yeah, romance. The ego shows the ego up. Ego shows up. I like, <laughs> that's that's you know, it's my it's my my CEO mentality that kind of kicks in. I'm like you know, challenge accepted kind of a feel. <laughs> and uh, but what I realized was as a guy um, that I interpret romance. I interpret courting as a performance-centric idea. To me, you say, hey, you need to court me more. And immediately I think, I got to set up a date Friday night. I need to go get flowers. I need to, to make a reservation in a nice restaurant. I need to I need to start at the beginning of the day and go all the way through. I, it, to me, it's this massive time commitment to court. Um, and... And money commitment. And and money commitment. I don't think everyone has that time or money to do that. And I think you helped me realize this evening that that isn't at all what you need. So most of you who follow this podcast know that like mindfulness is a big part Mm -hmm. of my my mindset, right? Being present. And so what I mean by presence is just someone tuning in, right? Really giving Mm -hmm. you that presence of mind like I'm with you and no other person in this moment right yeah. my attention is with you right yeah. I'm I'm hearing you seeing you or if you do attachment theory it's about being available and responsive that's what we look at it as attachment mm-hmm. if someone's available and responsive so sometimes I'll say something deep and Mike will look at me and nod and say I'm listening and I and I <laughs> and he actually is available guys he's super available he's listening but he's not responsive. So I'm going to call yeah, him out a little bit, yeah. right? Like, cause maybe this is your spouse. And so what I'm looking for is some sort of indication mm-hmm. that you heard me. Yeah. So the responsive is the part that's missing. The availability is present, right? But you know, you're there, you're sitting there. I mean, you're giving me your undivided attention, but without that responsiveness, I heard you, this is yeah. what I heard you say. The interaction is You, you want to know that I understand mm-hmm. right. how you're feeling. Right. And, and, you know, I, I, we were talking about how Disney and some of these other <laughs> these other mediums have have created this kind of ruined it for women on some ruined level. it to some women because yeah. they, they create this kind of ideal of being saved from the tower. Um, so let's describe that because I think yeah. that like, we talk about that, but I don't know that other people here you know know what I mean by that. So oftentimes I hear, particularly women, I don't rarely I rarely hear this from men. So maybe it's somehow women are socialized for this, but this idea of well, my husband should just know what I'm feeling. 
there was this post that went around recently that's everyone likes and i'm not saying it, it isn't there isn't some value to it but frida kahlo who's like put it out there years ago yeah. and it was kind of like hey if my spouse doesn't know what i want or doesn't even know and it's i'm, I'm absolutely touching the paraphrase here because she's a very um, a beautiful writer but basically if you don't know what i need or you can't interpret that already then you know why would i tell you that you know the, basically I, there's something lost in me having to explain it to you yeah. right and i do think that absolutely we want to be known and seen non-verbally i think women do they want you know to catch cues right if, if you un, if you look at attachment theory it's all done originally through the amygdala so it's just really that that responsiveness like babies don't and mothers they don't have a language yet right they're mm -hmm. learning that so in our earliest attachment cueing it is all about body language and catching body language that's a big part of attachment absolutely but then we develop language and and so when we develop language it's also about communication and i think it's huge for us to be able to learn how to there's a responsibility on both sides right mm -hmm. for the for the woman to be able to communicate and really know herself and be able to have confidence to communicate hey this is what i need specifically because i actually don't know a man on the planet who doesn't need you to be specific like what mm -hmm. do you mean by court me yeah. what does that look like to you right yeah uh I mean, we've been married for 20 years. And, and we're still and, figuring it and, out. And, and I feel like this evening was the first time I understood what you meant by the term courting in your, <laughs> in your situation. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it may be different for different women. I'm sure mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. to some extent. Um, nobody's exactly the same. Uh, but the idea of being present, you know, what I interpreted present was as, as I was there, I was listening, I was... Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not distracted, whatever it is. And the reality is, is no, you want me to be into you. You want me to, to really feel what you're feeling. You want me to know, um, you want to know that I feel what you're feeling. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's, 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 I do that all the time in a work setting. He's great at it. And, you yeah, know, Summer's even that. commented before where I might be on a conference call or something and, and, uh, he, and she hears how I'm handling that call. And I think, you know, may at, at, during those moments think, okay, he can do it. Why isn't he doing it with me? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I, that goes back to the prepare, preparing part yeah. because you've also seen me do it. Oh, totally. Same like thing. I can be in a room full of women at a yeah. conference and like I'm, I'm in my totally element absolutely. and yet you'll come home and, and I'm like on my phone and, and like, yeah, I'll be sitting next to you totally into you <laughs> wanting to chat and you'll be texting yeah. on your phone and it's be like, yeah, just hold, hold on a second. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Or, Oh, you know, yeah. I'm already in my pajamas yeah. and I really want to watch this Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were joking how we do that to each other. Right. It's like, we take each other for granted. I yeah. think that we do that in a marriage, right? So we'll prepare for all these other, let's be honest, less important relationships if we really look at it, mm -hmm. right? In the end, those relationships aren't going to be as valuable. And what you prepare for, um, Wayne Dyer says, you know, we, um, oh gosh, I like, basically we create our own realities. I can't mm. remember exactly how the quotes. Attention creates reality. Yeah, attention yeah. creates, yeah. Reality. Creates reality. And so if we have intention around you know, preparing spaces in our marriage, mm -hmm. I do think that we would have the similar success that we're having in the workplace, right? We create these sacred spaces where connection happens. 
there takes a little prep. And I think that, again, it's about communication because I see this disaster happen on a regular basis when I work for couples. Like they expect minds to be read, right? So yeah. somebody else will be somewhere in the house and be like, you know, why didn't you just know that I wanted you to come find me? Or mm. why didn't you not um, understand, you know, when when you did find me or they did connect that I'm worn out and I've had a really rough day. And like, you, you know, for women, it's often like, look, the kids and I've had this huge day. And if you had just taken a moment to figure that out, you would realize that mm -hmm. I'm not even present with myself. Like I haven't even found me yet. I can't be present with you yet. Right. Yeah. This is often what we see for men and women. Um, you know, you know, oftentimes, I mean, again, it's both, right. Depending on who, you know, if both are out working, both are tired and are struggling, yeah. or sometimes one's home in the family and the other's coming in going, okay, I just want that safe place to land now. I've been work can be very stressful at times and we just want someone to maybe sit with us. And I think often women, um, you know, can struggle to be physically present with their spouses because they've been physically present with children all day. Yeah. And that's yeah. that, that part of them is pretty burned out yeah. by the time they get to an evening yeah. and, um, without some reprieve, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some connection, some, maybe some space. I've often seen part of preparation can be, Hey, go take a break. You know, I'll do the dishes or put kids to bed, right? I've seen that be very successful for women that they like, okay, now I got, I, there was a little preparation. I was able to go and take a moment so that now maybe if intimate time is going to happen, I feel like I have some mm -hmm. space for that. Um, but it doesn't just show up. Yeah. One thing that I appreciated about uh, this evening's conversation as well was uh, honestly, it, it made, I, I felt like it, it made my role as a husband or my, my, I don't like to use the term role, but my, uh, the opportunity that I have as a husband, uh, a lot easier mentally than it has been, you know, in the past, this idea of having to go through this whole performance process and yeah. set up, you know, dates constantly and, 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 you know, be this Disney character, <laughs> not realizing that ultimately, you know, what you wanted or, or what, uh, what our wives oftentimes want is just for us to take the 10 minutes to prepare ourselves uh, so that when we interact with our spouses, that we we are bringing to the table this space. We are bringing the safety to the space. Um, and you know, a 10, 15 minute conversation completely engrossed in that space, in that safe space, um, is probably worth 20 dates. Absolutely. Let's talk about safety for a minute. Yeah. Because I think that's a big piece of the presence, right? Yeah. Presence cannot show up without safety. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been times, I think, when neither of us have been safe for the other. Mm -hmm. I don't think any marriage doesn't experience mm -hmm. that, especially in 20 years. Yeah. You know, if I'm dysregulated, you can tell. Oh, totally. Like if I've had a bad call or like yeah. a tough day or, um, you know, because we're, you know, Sometimes we talk to someone in our family system, and then we're, mm -hmm. we're triggered into old old rules, old ways of thinking. There's projection that happens. Yeah, and all sorts we're of stuck stuff, in right? shame in some form or another. Um, we have an opportunity, you know, as spouses to create a safe place for that to process. This is just not easily done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I one one of the things that we were thinking about was um, the idea of how do you create a routine. Mm -hmm. For that space, 
you know, in mindfulness and in meditation, there's in meditation specifically in, in terms of my own experience, you know, there's, there's ways to um, train yourself so that certain words or phrases uh, essentially jump you into a, a safe, calm, collected way of viewing the world. Where They're called this, there's anchors. Anchors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's anchors. Uh, and so the idea is as a couple, you know, creating the same thing, anchors of safety. Mm-hmm. We thought our, of a few. We thought of a few. And one of them was the idea of just sitting out on our deck and, and having, you know, uh, some tea or something on the deck. Um, and uh, that that space could, that could be one of our, one of our anchors. Um, I think there's a lot of different options that are out there that different couples, depending on your own circumstances can, can create. But I think it starts with intention, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go into a space and your intention is to, quite frankly, how, depending on how much expectation you have on the space, I think can create yeah, lack yeah. of safety. Because if I come into the space and I'm already prejudging you, right? I'm saying, this is how you need to show up for me. And if you don't yeah. show up this way, I'm going to be upset. It's not safe. It's not safe for you. Yeah. You know, and we, yeah. I think we do that. We, we prejudge, not just, I welcome you here. At whatever. I mean, I never with my clients have an expectation for how they show up into the room. Which is why there's such a safe environment there. Show up right? however. Yeah. Be upset. Don't be upset. Wanna be there, don't want to be there, right? That's it's your space. And I'm comfortable with however you show up there. Mm-hmm. What would it be like to give that unconditional space your to your spouse, yeah. to your children? Yeah. We've definitely done a lot of work in creating that safe space over the years with our kids. Our kids have that. They do. And they know it. I, the other day I had a conversation with, um, you know, my daughter and, and asking her about, you know, what would she say about her parents? Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Remember what she said? Uh, I'm testing his memory. You're testing my memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that a safe space? I'm not sure. Well, she, she, I do remember that she said that, uh, she, that she knew that her parents loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and, loved each other, and they loved each which other. creates a big safe space for kids when they feel that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that, I think I thought that was one of the greatest things that we could possibly give her. Yeah, I agree. Was and that anchor, to and that we parents. supported her unconditionally. And we supported her unconditionally. Yeah, and the I think unconditionality was huge. Yeah, that's something that you and I both wanted for our kids because I think we both felt like, you know, we wanted more of that in our upbringing, right? And I think. I think that our parents do the best that they can, but I think we recognize the need for taking off the conditionality because I didn't allow our kids to come to us in the ways that they were truly struggling and, mm-hmm. and be honest. And I think as we did that, all of our kids, our youngest, you know, she just kind of always mm-hmm. lives in a safe place. But I think our older two both have let us know how important that has been. Like, this is a safe place. Like, whatever you need to say here, like, go ahead and say it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they were almost our practice ground to some extent for mm-hmm. creating safe spaces in the family system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the hardest the hardest place to to set that safe space is with your spouse. Yeah, no, I absolutely because agree. Because the expectations that are there. Yeah, because you, you all of us go into marriage with deep unmet needs that didn't happen mm-hmm. in the upbringing, right? Which is the other reason there's attraction, right? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. two ways that that happens, and one of them is that you feel the perception that the other individual is going to meet your needs. Yeah. And we've already done a podcast a little bit on that. Right. But I think, but I think that's true, right? We put that expectation that you're going to meet my needs. And if you don't meet my needs, then I'm deeply disappointed in you. Mm -hmm. 
And the truth is nobody can actually meet your needs. Mm -hmm. That's the saddest thing about it, right? Nobody actually can do that. That is actually an inside work. That's one thing we often talk about here. Uh, but the subconscious doesn't know that. It really, mm -hmm. our ch inner child's like, I need a parental figure to meet my needs, right? But truly you get to turn around and be that parental figure in your adult life to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that's actually secure, mm -hmm. right? Because if I rely on another to meet my needs, like I'm going to be disappointed, right? They're not going to mm -hmm. know me and exactly how I need that need met as well as I know myself and how I need to meet that. So I think that's where we become responsible saying, okay, this is what I need. This is how I feel safe. Mm -hmm. And then we tell our spouse that. Like I've done, I mean, little stilly stuff, guys. I mean, I'm in, I have my idiosyncrasies and Mike knows them better than anyone. But like when I come home from a long work day, um, because I do have enough chaos in my brain, <laughs> Kitchen right? better be clean. Like, and I'm not like, there's not a punishment if there's not, just so you yeah. know, I'm not that yeah. woman. Yeah. But, but like, I do have a sense of calm and peace and relief if I come in and I don't see now more work to do. Mm. And Mike's just learned that like, if I, I'm just like, oh, and then I'm ready to yeah. go to date night or hang with the family because I have a hard time coming into a, a chaotic space when I just came out of a chaotic space at work. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a nice shift for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, that's one of those where, where, you know, I think spouses have an opportunity to, uh, you know, meet needs where they can in that sense. It's not, it's not, necessarily their obligation to do so but um um you know that was one of the things where i think um really it really came down to just understanding what we communicate you, something what you, yeah what what helped you feel safe and what helped you kind of move into that place i um uh, and it's made a difference i mean it's it's not it's not convenient right no um it's not it's not like uh and i don't think it ever is and i think i think we have to get over that idea of, of that somehow relationships are are going to be convenient they're just not uh, they do require work um, but uh, i think if if we can you know provide anything for this evening it's the the that safe space um, and that connection that comes from that safe space and preparing for that space just like you would if you're going to work just like you would if you were interacting with your kids um, if you prepare for that present space uh, with your spouse um, you know, I, I mean, just from this evening, I was much more attracted to you after that conversation than I was before. I think there was a polarity that's created just from that space. There was no needs that were met. It was just presence. It was just connection. And, um, and all we really did was stop and understand, you know, yeah. each other better and ask yeah. questions without judgment. And I think that's the big piece, right? Mm. Remove the judgment Remove for a minute judgment. and just understand that that person is there. They love you. Uh, they're seeking their in their best way that they know how to mm -hmm. be with you. Um, I think one of the best gifts we've given each other over the years is just letting each other have a bad day of it, have a yeah. bad moment of it, right? And give each other the benefit of the doubt, right? Obviously, if there's a pattern, we want to address those patterns. I know that sometimes those patterns are unhealthy for people, right? They do yeah. need to address them. But even then you're not shaming the person you're calling out the pattern, right? You're saying mm -hmm. this pattern isn't working for us, right? Yeah. We're on, we're a team here and this is not helping our relationship operate the way we want it to. And mm -hmm. we're a team. So I think that's helpful. Um, it's the personalization of things, right? The attacks that we do. And we, you know, I, we've all done it. That's oh, yeah. the thing about couples. They all know how to punch each other right where it hurts because we know each other that well. 
Um, but I do think, yeah, we took a minute to take some time and think about how we can bring the same intentionality to our marriage that we do with our, our workspaces. Do we, we do in other places. I, we had, I had an example of the a skill sets are there. Yeah. We yeah. already know it. Like I had a client that, you know, showed up really cute this week and I was like, Oh, you look really great. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go out to lunch with a friend. And I, I thought of that as an example, like there are other places and other relationships that were already doing that, mm-hmm. but yet <laughs> we'll, we'll all be in my sweatpants, you know, already <laughs> before you're even, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm out, you know, reading yeah. my book in my sweatpants. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you go to work all decked out and looking great. And as soon as you come through the door. <laughs> yeah. I tried to point that out to marital couples. But I do the same thing. Yeah. You know? I do the same thing. I'll, I'll uh, come home after having my sports coat on looking all great and and uh, what do I do? I, you know, I turn into a 12 year old with some of the stuff sometimes I throw on and it just doesn't work for that prepare for pregnancy. And I do think we get to be comfortable with each other, oh, right? Yeah. Like sweatpants have a place in our <laughs> home lives. But again, it's just, it's just, what are we wanting to create? I think we can create that. I think yeah. I, I challenge you to ask your, you know, your spouse, what would create a safe presence of space for them, right? Where, yeah. What, what, do, what do they find bring safety in you know what helps them feel connected to and and just be curious about that and that's an opportunity so thanks so much for just for us musing with us tonight and we look forward to talking to you again soon